nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Ah. <laughs> uh. From Atlanta, yeah, so Cleveland Been winning all the games in my division Tell your missus not to miss her, she tripping No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted No disrespect to the spirit, to the spirit Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end Shout out to my dog Venom, no spider Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it Leave your red like the bright lights on exits Almighty back, huh, 12 letters My take for yours, wonder who sales better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walked up i got something that'll off ya yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is work Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. But on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick cut, two C's, wash she pan twice. For them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. For I the O L O U S entertains and anything that I really want I will obtain. You a baker boy, so we cooking up some flame. Dang, I'm worth more than a milli, so I rock. My words will take you to another world, lots of chalk. Cause Rudy's got the chalk. With a dip, do I walk? Must be cause I got it in my sock. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Earth Mac. The mad scientist and it's the boy Thanos Rick. Happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday! What is happening on this hump day Wednesday, man? It's the middle of the week. You already know, you know what's going on. You know, he cut, he cut the music. Cut the music. What? 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 Cut we got the music. What, what music for? What, what's going on? To all the listeners, to you, to the whole wide world. Congratulations to the motherfucking Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series last night. Hey. In motherfucking Houston. In the house. In the my, house. My Braves did it. My Braves did it. We did Chop it, baby. On. We did it. We did it. Yeah, I was so motherfucking happy last night. I didn't go to bed till like one o'clock. I was ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I I had I had my thoughts on that. I was like, you know what, you know what, Rick is not asleep. He's not asleep at all. Like I, I watched that World Series, man. And listen, we haven't won the shit since nineteen ninety five. Since ninety five, I mean, honestly, do the math. Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I put like this, man. So I know they was trying to create the drama, saying they won a World Series since ninety five. Now, it, it does seem like a short gap compared to other, you know, ball clubs that haven't won since the 50s, you know what I'm saying, or, or the 30s, or haven't, like, been to the World Series. But, I, I mean, I saw Atlanta going to the World Series. I'm like, oh, shit, is this the 90s again? 
You know what I'm saying? Because the Braves was was really good in the 90s, you know, to be real. I mean, and, the, the last appearance we made was in 99, but what we lost, I can't remember to who, but that mm-hmm. was the last appearance was 99. So, you know, we, we, we've been itching closer and closer, but, you know, we just couldn't, you know what I'm saying, get over the hump. But this year, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it was Houston, those cheating motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And to any listener who's a Houston fan, I'm sorry, but your team are cheaters. They're fucking cheaters. <laughs> I mean, they didn't shy away from it. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we did this. We did this. And then they changed out the entire personnel. You know what I'm saying? Well, who was involved? And then they switched everybody out. So, I, I mean, that, that ugly stamp on the Astros is going to be there no matter who takes over because they're going to bring it up. At any point, like they, they're going to keep bringing it up, even with and it's unfair to the new personnel, but they created this stamp. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and OK, and Todd Gunn saying could be and the Cowboys are good like the 90s. No, the could, Cowboys are good. I will admit that. But y'all got a soft ass schedule. Y'all ain't playing nobody until the postseason, except for the Raiders. But then again, Henry Ruggs, you heard about that story, right? By the Raiders uh wide receiver? You know, it I saw that and it's like, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate. But these young football players, these young guys, you know, you have to be careful. You gotta be careful. You you can't do stupid shit like driving drunk. Like you you're putting yourself and everyone else around you at risk, you know. And Henry was great for Alabama. Like he was fantastic, you know. And you know, just watching him, you know, when when you know during the draft, and you know, seeing his family hug him, and you know, it's it's a it's a good it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, he, but, he was giving back but, to his community and all that. Exactly, but that shit went down the drain. Yeah, yeah, it's going. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, it 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 you gotta be more mindful of what you're doing. You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. I mean, now, but but back to the good news here about the Braves, man. Everybody counted the Braves out, like at the beginning of the of the ball club season. Nobody in nobody's mind, the Braves were looked at going to the Royal Series. That so they was completely counted out. So that so now at this point, so everybody, every sports analyst or whatever that said the Braves don't have a snowball chance in hell of going to the World Series or wouldn't even mention, they got to eat crow at this point. They got to eat that shit. They, they got to eat that shit at well, that point. And they won in a definitive fashion. Well, a shutout. Well, E, as you know, I'm, I'm from Georgia, and I'm very familiar with Georgia sports. And, you yeah. know, for, for a long time, for a long time, we've had this black cloud hanging over the state you know, we'll get close, but then it just slips up fingers, you know what I'm saying, for whatever reason, you know, and, it, and it's just like, I'm not surprised that people counted us out. You know, people didn't think we would beat the Dodgers. Well, we beat them. You know, I mean, Houston Astros, you know, I mean, even even without that cheating bullshit, Houston, they, they are a pretty good team. They have a great front office, you know what I'm saying? So I don't even know why they did that, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? But e- even besides that, Houston is, is still a good team. They have great players, and we beat them. You know, it was a shutout. You know, they didn't score anything last night. So, you know, now it was time to look at Georgia a different way. And my Bulldogs, we just stomped over Florida. You know, we're number one in the, in the CFP rankings. We're going to see Alabama December 2nd for the SEC championship. 
you know, and, you know, we, we always have trouble with Alabama, you know, we always have trouble, but I think this year's going to be different. It's going to be different this year. I'm hoping to God, if we get through Alabama, then Georgia, we are the champions. This might be a turning point for Georgia, man. If Georgia goes and win, you know, BCS, you know, they win a national championship. They, they, there might be a turning point. I mean, the World Series is good enough as it is, man, because the battery was lit. Like, my homeboy, he actually went to the World Series this past weekend in Atlanta. Okay. Like, do you have any idea how much those parking tickets was? Oh, bro. Just take a bro. guess. Take a stab in the dark. You know how you just like you know how you go to a sporting event, you know you kind of you kind you find a park and you yeah. kind of like park there, but you kind of yeah. pay for park. That kind of thing. How much you think those tickets worth? At least a hundred, at least minimum nine hundred, nine hundred. Jesus plus. Okay, nine hundred plus for parking. That's it. And you you think I'm bullshitting? But I, I I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that's what it was. Because he sent me, he sent me. Uh, he said, all right. So silver row P4 830 each. Um red light row preferred $942, $944. B9 Delta deck is $1102. And B9 is $1039. So so you got the parking plus your tickets. You spending a few grand for the World Series. Yeah, they was they you was paying through the nose, my man. It was crazy. Nine hundred dollars for parking, just to park your car. Luckily, his frat brother, like I think he lived across the street or something like that, so he just parked at his homeboy's house. So he didn't have to. Obviously, he wasn't going to do that. And you know, you can go to the battery, and the you know, I don't know, I know you've been to the battery before, Rick. Yes. So you know how close the battery is to the stadium. So it's like you at the game either way. So you know, I've been to the battery, and I mean, the battery was lit, man. The battery was off the charts like lit. I mean you saw the you saw the crowd how how also you know how hyped they were. You know, Houston you can hear a mouse piss on cotton, but you know, they try to drown out the chance of, you know, the brave chance, but they couldn't. It's just one of those things. I mean I honestly I am pulling for the Bulldogs to win the national championship to be a whole hundred. I mean I'm I mean to be honest when when they released those rankings and they put Alabama number two, I was pissed off. I was yeah. pissed off. It's like for whatever reason they they want to keep Nick Saban in the conversation, and I get it. But at the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If we got to go through them, we'll go through them. We'll go through them. Whatever. You know. Man, what, what about Michigan State, man? I mean, do you think Michigan State should be like as a higher ranking because they're currently undefeated? They just beat Michigan this past, you know, Saturday. You know, I mean, in definitive fashion, Kenneth Walker out here doing running circles, dude. Like he should be a Heisman candidate. I mean, Alabama shouldn't be top four. I mean, they they lost to an unranked Texas A and M team. Now imagine if that was any other team, they wouldn't be top four. I promise right. you that. I promise you. You know, you know so for, for whatever reason, Alabama's two, and they lost to an unranked A and M. So hmm, they, right. they they shouldn't be. I don't care how good their offense and defense is. You know, they struggled against Florida. They almost lost that game. You know, and, you know, I've, I've been watching the committee long enough, and I, you know, is they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites, and they're biased, and it's political, and they all love Nick Saban. That's cool, whatever. But Michigan State definitely deserves to be probably in that number two spot. You know what I'm saying? Oregon, Ohio State, eh. You know, Oregon, I'm cool with Oregon being where they're at. Oklahoma should probably be higher. 
So I'm looking at the current uh, rankings. I see Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, Alabama's number three, Oklahoma's number four, and Michigan State is number five. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a good chance that Michigan can be number four be by the end of the season. I mean, it, it would take some losses. I mean, Georgia's schedule, yeah, but- I don't see us losing. You know, and I'm and I'm knocking on wood. You know, what I'm saying I don't I don't want to jinx them, but you know, if if Bama can lose one more, or you know, maybe whoever, maybe you'll see some changes. You know, what I'm saying hopefully we'll Bama loses one, man. I, I, I loses one more, and then at that point, that push Michigan State up. Yeah, because I feel like they deserve to be in that in in the top four. Now, what what's hurting Cincinnati is their strength of schedule. The committee yeah. did, the committee didn't care about that win against Notre Dame. They didn't they didn't really care. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, but they are, you know, top ten, whatever, whatever, you know, which is cool, but record wise. It, it it the one thing about college football, they really look at the strength of schedule. Besides all the political nonsense and all the whatever, they really do look at strength of schedule. So right. coaches, I mean, we already know. The handwriting on the wall, because you know, talking said they don't care about Bama losing their arm, right? Like they don't, because I mean, hell, they lost the game, they lost the SEC championship one year, and they still somehow still end up in the freaking playoffs. How, no, Sway? You know what happened was because I remember that was 2017. Yeah. Auburn, Gus Malzong was on fire. He beat us and he beat Alabama. But you know, Auburn plays in the SEC West along with Bama, and that's just how the dice roll, you know, fell. We played Auburn in the SEC championship. We won. Then that's when we, we went to Rose Bowl. We had to play Baker Mayfield for that Rose Bowl when he was over at Oklahoma. And that's when we had Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb and, you know, Jake Fromm. And, you know, that was a very emotional game for me. You know, but somehow, like you said, they put Bama in there anyway. I'm still pissed off about that shit. I'm still pissed off. So I'm like, dude, they didn't even win the, the conference and they put him in there anyway. Yeah. So that. That that let me know that the committee is biased for Nick Saban, you know. So it 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 is what it is. It is what right. it is. You know what I'm it saying? Is. It is. But uh, once again, congrats to the Atlanta Braves organization for winning the World Series, man. You you put on a show and you won in a definitive fashion with a seven zero, you know, shut out, man. Like you know, that's just unprecedented. I mean. You beat them in Houston, and you now you come back home to Atlanta to get celebrated. I mean, Atlanta's going to be lit, man. Like by all means, it's going to be lit. Parade, it's going to be lit. The, the parade's Friday, so I wish the I was parade Friday. I, w- I wish I was there, but I have some friends down there that I'm sure will tell me all about it. So yeah. uh, uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. Now we're gonna jump into some news here, and um, we're gonna start with some Donkey Kong. Um, so apparently, a solo Donkey Kong movie is reportedly in. Rem- works with Seth Rogen set to reprise his upcoming role as the iconic Nintendo character. Now, according to uh, Giant Freaking Robot, DK will be the next Nintendo character heading to the big screen following the upcoming Super Mario Brothers. Now, Seth Rogen has already been confirmed to voice DK as a side character in the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie, so it's not a huge leap to see Rogen head up his own solo project. Now, GFR claims that the upcoming Donkey Kong solo movie is currently in development at Illumination, the studio that has previously brought Despicable Me and the Minions to the big screen, and the company is also working on the Super Mario Brothers movie starring Chris Pratt as everyone's favorite Italian plumber. Now, while very much an early report, the folks at Giant Freaking Robot 
had a good track record breaking exclusive movie news over the last couple of years. Confirmed that Ryan Gosling has been cast in the upcoming Barbie movie. Um, among other stories, it's also worth pointing out that movies can be in development before being subsequently canceled. So this isn't an assurance that the movie will arrive. What's your thoughts on that thing, Rose Rick? I don't really care for this movie. Really? You don't you don't really care for the, you have you seen the Donkey Kong like um cartoon series? I I'm not a fan of Donkey Kong. I never got into that. Uh, man. Donkey never, Kong Country? I never I never understood it, E. I'll be honest. I never understood Donkey Kong. I never really <laughs> you, you never understood it. Okay. I I I, can, I, 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 I think I got where you're coming from with that. <laughs> I can explain it. Because I can see where the confusion is. Um Donkey Kong beginnings were just like Mario in a sense because Donkey Kong was the bad guy when Mario was first introduced. You know, you save the princess or whatever the case may be. That was the original retro game, and that was was supposed to be Mario. So, in someone's divine wisdom, you know, Mario was made into a plumber hunting down King Cooper who kidnapped Princess Toadstool. Right. So, at that point, they revamped Donkey Kong, but you didn't really see him until Super Nintendo days on Donkey Kong Country. And Donkey Kong Country two, and and three, which honestly rare made some serious serious gems with Donkey Kong. I mean, they changed the narrative where Diddy and Donkey are like you know they jump on characters. They use the barrel to take out you know enemies and stuff like that. And his enemy is a lizard, which is a you know alligator. So that and then this. Uh, lizard is basically stealing all the bananas, you know, in the jungle, and it's up to Donkey Kong to save. So, Donkey Kong ended up becoming a hero versus a villain. So, I mean, he got the same treatment that Mario did. They just revamped both of them. And, you know, I mean, I can't stress enough how successful that gaming uh, franchise is. I mean, hopefully, that gives you a better insight. It's just not my cup of tea. I mean, I, I never was never. I never. I didn't really care for Donkey Kong like that. But you know, it. it I'm sure it'll be successful. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the older fans, like you know our age, maybe a little older, will appreciate it. You know, just like I always say, just just do it right. Make it make sense. Just just make it make sense. You know, just just don't create shit just to create it, and then. You know, expect us to buy it because it's Donkey Kong. No, I hate that. I hate that. Make I it mean, make it make sense. Storyline, you know, get everything right. You know. Oh no, I mean they announced Donkey Kong. I mean, obviously you don't have a story yet, but I mean DK is making an appearance in the Super Mario Brothers movie. So it's not like this is a blind put out there. I mean, honestly, Donkey Kong was on cartoon series. He had his own cartoon series, which was CGI, which was actually pretty good. Actually. And if you go back, I mean, if you, I think you could pull it up on YouTube. I, saw I found F Zero on YouTube, by the way, the anime. F Zero. Yeah, F Zero. You remember F Zero for Super Nintendo? Captain Falcon. It sounds familiar. Oh man, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get on that. I was just about to buy that whole DVD series at a convention, and then something told me to go on YouTube, and the whole entire series is. On YouTube for F Zero and uh, Transformers G One, the G One Transformers is on YouTube as well. The entire series. Yeah, I, I remember G One. I remember G One. F Zero. It sounds familiar. It sounds yeah, familiar. and Mio Thirty Eight says DK's Country soundtrack is top tier. It is definitely top tier. It is definitely top tier, man. I mean, it, you got a Super Nintendo mini, don't you? 
Thanos Rick? No. All right. Well, you need to get your hands on one. I can't really to- find one up here. Really? Really? Dang, that's crazy. I mean, well, you might have to go on Amazon a little bit. Might have to go on Amazon to check that out, man. I mean, because you got to play some Donkey Kong Country, man. You got to play. And, I mean, it's not a game you can just breeze by neither. You know what I'm saying? You know how you can kind of like flow through Super Mario World? You know, well, you no, can... I mean, I've, I've, I've played it before, but it's just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. And that's weird coming from me because I'm, I, I like Sonic. And Sonic right. is, Sonic is, you know, whatever. It's a hedgehog. <laughs> you know, but Donkey Kong, I don't know. I just couldn't. Mm, I don't know. I mean, Sonic, Sonic is my top tier now. To me, I, I, I would definitely tell you that. Um, now, especially the Sonic cartoon, like the the serious one. Um, I did absolutely love that one because it used to come on ABC. I used to get up early just to see it. Which one? Um, Which cartoon? Jaleel White, like the one that Jaleel White uh, voices. Where uh they had Dr. Robotnik instead of Dr. Eggman. Now I do like Sonic X okay. too. Now Sonic X okay. is pretty good too. Okay. But the OG Sonic, I, I did like that one. Matter of fact, I think that's on YouTube too. You know when the rains used to come out the water and it wasn't like yep. a yep. a frequent thing. Yep. I would put Sonic over Mario, me personally. Yeah, I would too. As 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 the number one. I would too. I mean, not in terms of if you're looking at the terms of Nintendo and Sega surviving, then of course Mario will be on top. But if I'm thinking, like as far as a character itself, I would say I would call Sonic on top. I'll put Sonic on top as a character. Yeah. You know, let me let me stress that. <laughs> let me stress that out there. And Todd Graham was like, I hope you're gonna talk about the gems you found in the um in movies been at the oh, in the movie been at the convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I was uh fortunate enough to visit Soda City Comic Con because I know you visited Baltimore Comic Con last week, yep. the week before we last. Yep. And then I was at Soda City here in Columbia. And of course, uh Corey Davis, Corey Rockbottom Davis, he's the uh the creator of Jet Boy, he had two tables. So he comes to me and he said, Hey man, I will give you this table if you want to present, you know, the magazine and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, cool. So, but um my, one of my other homeboys, Grady, he owns his own video game store and stuff like that. But he always goes to these conventions, but he always have gems. This man, now he has you, like he has the entire series for you. All right? So it ranges from 15 to 40, depends on how big the series is. So he had all of Thundercats. He had all of He-Man. He had Toxic Crusader. Uh, I think he had Tech Calax and Dinosaurs. He had Jabberjaw, McGilla Gorilla. Dasily and Mutley, uh, SWAT Cats, which I got that. Um, um, what I'm thinking about Pirates of Dark Water, Life with Louie, um, Rockin' Wrestling with Ho Hogan, Mr. T, Sergeant Slaughter, and all them, those guys, and Robotech. Of course, there's the anime session as well, but they, it, it was so much stuff, man. It was so much stuff that. Now it was some stuff that that uh Maxwell like Max sent me a message and he said he wanted and I know Top Gun got some stuff too, but hey man we had to come up oh Ghostbusters the real Ghostbusters I actually end up getting that too. So in my original cartoon library I have Pirates of Dark Water I have Life with Louis 
SWAT cast, and the real Ghostbusters. Okay, I see you. I see you. You know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a thing here, man. I'm doing a thing. You know, we, I, you know, I, I hooked Top Gun up because Top Gun actually sent me a message, and uh, so then, then uh, Maxwell, Madden Max, he actually sent me a message too. He's like, "Hey, man, can you get this for me?" And I actually got it. You know what series I want, but I never can't seem to find, or maybe I What's haven't been looking hard enough. Mm-hmm. VR Troopers. VR Troopers. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, it used to come on uh, the UPN. Power, the Power Rangers equivalent. <laughs> yeah, the Power Rangers equivalent. It used to come on UPN. Um, that is a CW for you younger cats out there. Because before there was CW, there was UPN. Yes. And uh, VR Troopers was on that. Uh, I think VR Troopers is on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube, Thanos, Rick. Uh, like the now, whole- I could do a quick search here for you. Like the whole and, series or, or just clips? Um, I would say the whole series, but let's, you know, then you know, we can see and check it out here. And, you know, because you maybe it's skipping across it and you don't even know. So, VR Trooper Season 1, Volume 1, and Volume 2 is on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Which it's I like a dollar ninety nine each for for an episode, and oh, now season two is video is currently unavailable, but season one is there. So I'm going to search here for VR Troopers, um, the actual show because sometimes it just it just pulls up. Okay, now currently I do not see the whole entire series. Hey, do you remember the Mystic Knights of Tyrannog? I sure do. You remember do. that? I sure do. What sure. what channel did they used to come on? Was that UPN? I uh Ooh, that's a good question. Uh I don't think it was UPN. I don't think it was UPN. Okay, it wasn't U okay, it wasn't UPN. I I can't was it CBS? It might have been. Might have been CBS. It had to be CBS. It had to be CBS. But yeah, so um, at least you can watch season one on Amazon Prime. You just got to purchase the episodes or whatever. It's like two bucks, you know, per episode. You know, I mean, usually before I buy a season, I kind of like watch the first or second episode or two to see if I still get that like feeling of I can watch this whole thing again. Versus me just spending money on the whole season, and I'm not gonna fin- I'm not even gonna watch it. I'm gonna lose interest. So, um, I would I would recommend doing that. Now, the next thing we're gonna talk about after the music break here, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna talk about Battlefield 2042, and a little bit about John Moxley as well, because there was a recent announcement that dropped about John Moxley. Some of you guys may know him as Dean Ambrose. But after the music break. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump into some Battlefield 2042 because there was an announcement about 2042 and it's coming November 12th for this announcement. So after music break, we will be back. All right. So you already knew we grew up playing Capcom, right? Back. That's why you gotta kill the shit, you going crazy Street fighter, yeah we 
again. I'm playing Ari Sabin, trapped in the Baker Mansion. Uh, street fighter for the win. You know I got the collection, trying to get a mega million so I can be the mega man. Uh, I feel like Captain Commando, never running out of ammo. We in a crisis, no dino. Bow and arrow for survival. Me and player on site, still playing final fight. Bionic come on my body, like Nero from BMC5. Uh, I want a girl like GLB. I cannot wait to bring her home. We involve me a gauntlet. Call me Young Monster Hunter. Got the battlefield jumping, jumping. Dual blade, long horn. Too cold, ice born. Street fighter, yeah, we got it. Resi Evil, yeah, we got it. Monster Hunter, yeah, we got it. Dragon's Dogma, yeah, we got it. DMC, DMC, NBC, NBC. Okami, Okami. Dead Rising, Dead Rising. Street fighter, yeah, we got it. Resi Evil, yeah, we got it. Monster Hunter, yeah, we got it. Dragon's Dogma, yeah, we got it. DMC, DMC. Got the games, you can't find no more If I catch you with this phoenix, right? I bet your face gon' find the floor This the final four, no time for it Them devil kings, I can't lie This cannon like Mega Man If I pull it out, the devil may cry I stay fly, don't hate I I spit heat, that's a breath of fire I'm a black tiger on the block block When it turn night, we dark Watch you dark for it, I'm commando Competition all disappears So listen here, if you a buster bro I make them all cry crimson tears Got a pretty girl at the clock tower My chaos legion got lots of power You can bring your demon crest My cannon spike gon' show devour They call me player, but right now My code name is Viper And Baker is Bonkers The Capcom Street Fighters Bionic Commandos Them ducktails can't stand those I go get that power stone Like I was Thanos Ain't word about your dust force My cyberbots gon' gladly win And then it's back to my homeboy In the dungeon with dragons We got it Street Fighter, yeah we got it Resi Evil, yeah we got it Monster Hunter, yeah we got it Dragon's Dogma, yeah we got it DMC, DMC, NBC, NBC Okami, Okami Dead Rising, Dead Rising Street Fighter, yeah we got it Resi Back. That's my boy, Baker the Legend with Capcom, boys. Hey, Thanos Rick, man. I know I sent you a message off here while he's doing a music break. But uh, there's a sale going on for one day today. The sale. Everything in the store is 35% off. If you go to www.orangephoenixmedia.com, that's orangephoenixmedia.com, and you click on apparel, it takes you straight to the website, and everything is 35% off. I added uh, a few things in there a couple, day, couple days ago, and there's some Street Fighter stuff, and I'm telling you right now, is one I'm copping, and I'm getting that, and I'm buying it today. And uh, Thanos Rick, man, I do, I, now I'm telling you, you might want to go to the store yourself and check some stuff out. To the Geek Corner, y'all might want to check some stuff out, man. It's for one day only, 35% off. I mean, of course, there's going to be other sales for just this one day. If you like, damn, you know what? I missed the Halloween sale. This is your other opportunity to actually jump on some stuff. 
Okay. So just the FYI. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you can go get you one of twins. Cause I ain't, I didn't take it off yet. Smart man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still there you know <laughs> wonder twins is still there in the inventory but my new listeners out there go to orangephoenixmedia.com click on apparel everything is 35 percent off just for today go ahead and check that stuff out but thanos rick man we got some uh uh top gun said said that earlier but way up at the show start ghost recon breakpoint dlc dropped today adding a new campaign so for you do new ghost recon uh, fans out there there's a dlc drop so you might want to go check that out and get that a good download and get your play on there and now back to battlefield 2042 now battlefield 2042 you're getting a 10 hour trial for members of ea play starting on november the 12th now this will also include xbox game pass ultimate members on consoles alongside members of game pass pc and ea play pro on pc the game had fairly interesting open beta, sparking a lot of debate about the current state of the shooter. EA has tried to calm the nerves by informing fans that the beta bill was a few months old at least. But that doesn't mean there still won't be concerns about the final product. So this trial might be a good opportunity for a second chance at the first impression. So Battlefield 2042 is set to release on November 19th after being delayed by a month from its original October 22nd launch. And this upcoming trial will be another feather in the cap for Xbox Game Pass users since Game Pass already had an absolutely stacked November lineup, Forza, Horizon 5, GTA San Andreas, and It Takes Two all coming to the service. Now, Game Pass is also currently on sale at Amazon US only, coming down to just $37.99 for three months of Game Pass. Now, Game Pass PC is also down to a dollar for three months for new and returning users. What do you think, Thanos, Rick? Ten hours, huh? Yeah, ten hours. You got ten hours. For, uh, like the demo. You know those demos we used to get from Pizza Hut for PlayStation? Yeah, but was, that, was, it, was it always ten hours? <laughs> no. No, it was no it was no definitive time period. You, you, you pass the first stage normally, and then it says purchase the rest of the game or whatever the case. You got a demo. But this trial here is kind of reminiscent of that, but you got like a set time to actually play it. So, um, like Riders Republic, like I, I played a free trial for Riders Republic, and it gave me like eight hours to play it. Um, I didn't utilize the full eight hours, but uh, when I started playing it and I turn it off, it doesn't continue. It it's, it starts from the point that you left that you left it. So, if you start the trial, it doesn't keep running the timeout if you're not playing it. So you might, yeah, you might might want to check it out. Well, I mean, I, I think it's cool that is. You know, it's a it's a it's a lengthy in depth trial. I, I do like that aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, it's Battlefield, so you know it's going to deliver. You know, so I'm just I'm just curious to see to know how how long the game is. To be honest, like I'm so of, of, of gameplay because it, it you know ten hours. Now I wonder. It makes me curious about the gameplay in total. You know. Well, I think it's more or less the like the multiplayer that you're gonna play because that's that's what the majority of players gonna play. I mean, obviously you're gonna knock through the campaign. I can't think of a time in Call of Duty or Battlefield where I actually a hundred percent finished the campaign, you know, because the multiplayer just took my attention. 
So, so is the I think that's why I want single player campaigns to come back and be a little bit more prominent and don't have multiplayer as a feature on your game, like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, prime example. So, with this one, I think it's really the multiplayer. Now, I can't honestly say Battlefield has delivered all the time, and I'm pro Battlefield. So, with the last two games that dropped, like Battlefield 5, Battlefield 1 was actually. You know, was actually decent. Call of Duty actually came back to prominence with their changing of like certain dynamics, like the graphics change. It looks more battlefield ish, but it's still Call of Duty gameplay. And that's like a happy mix. I knew full well they took a page out of Battlefield's book just by, you know, what Modern Warfare looks like and Cold War looks like. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it took a page out of their book because they were suffering, honestly. You had these space games where it was like, what, Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare. It, it was it was nuts. They got out of hand with it. And Battlefield was just whooping ass. But I think Battlefield 5 just left a lot to be desired. And I think that's why, you know, EA is doing this 10-hour free trial on top of the beta because they want this game to be successful and come back to prominence to be, you know, in some people's eyes, the dominant force in, you know, FPSs. What do you think, Thanos, Rick? Well, you know, Call of Duty Vanguard drops what? This week? Friday? Yeah, not really interested in that one for whatever reason. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's always been, you know, that that unwritten unspoken competition you know between battlefield and call of duty so i mean let's 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 see how it goes you know i mean i did i don't vanguard like world war ii i believe so like esque type type deal i I haven't been reading much on it but i have been seeing the commercials Mm. Uh, i mean hell the the last cod i played was what modern war uh modern warfare two uh black ops got me back in it black ops 2 got you know was it black ops 2 or black ops 3 well yeah black ops but i'll just say black ops black ops got me back into call of duty then modern warfare dropped so i ended up copying modern warfare then they did the war zone deal um they kind of tug on that bug a little bit and then i end up picking uh cold war which that's decent i might get vanguard because i do i i do like you know world war ii type vibe world war ii type vibes so I don't know. It depends on how I'm feeling, but as it stands, I, I I'm leaning more towards no. I feel like Battlefield might might have it. You know, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll, we'll see which one performs. But I mean, Vanguard does look pretty incredible. Um, but of course, it's Battlefield. Battlefield, of course, like you've mentioned plenty of times, it's it's the mm-hmm. realism that gets you. How realistic it is, you know. So I'm sure they still have that same formula. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. But but ten hours, if it's multiplayer, then I mean, it's good for ten. You know, I, I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good shape. I mean, it's cool because I, I guess you you don't want to give away too much of the campaign single player mode, and I get that. I get yeah. that. You know, so you know that's that's cool. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I I'm 100 with it, man. It's nothing like chasing a guy in a building, putting some C4 on that bitch, and blowing it up. I know. 
There's <laughs> nothing is nothing more satisfying than that. Because I mean in Call of Duty, they go in a building, you can't blow the building up. And it's the it's the destruction. It's the destruction of the game that just makes it so immersive. You know, it's the realism in it. But yeah, yeah, like I said, it, you know, um we'll see how it comes out. We'll see what um what the game rating says and you know, I'm gonna copy it myself and just see how good the game is, or whatever the case may be. Now, as far as the tro- uh, trailers is concerned, for Morbius and Boba Fett, man, what did you think about those two trailers that dropped? Ooh, which one do you want to start with first? Uh, let's say let's go with the Boba. That's gonna be hard. That's that that's gonna be hard. Hmm. I I fire. When I saw him in the in the beginning, putting on that 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 helmet, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You gotta be down with the bubble, man. You gotta be you down know, with the bubble. I'm already picking the storyline. You know, of course, it, it 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 picks off. Now, I'm not sure how long after Return of the Jedi, timeline wise, this is set, but it looks like it it picks up right after you know Jabba's gone, and now Boba's there to you know kind of to to take over. And, you know, his thing is, well, you know, Jabba ruled by fear. I rule by, you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Respect. Respect. So, you know, it, it the storyline already gets me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already hooked. I'm already hooked. The action scenes look good. You know, seeing the slave one flying through the air looked fucking incredible. You know, so I think this is going to be another winner for the House of Mouse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it keep now where this goes with Mandalorian. I don't really know. Yeah, I because, think that's because in my mind, I'm like, well, hell, we already got Boba Fett. Do we need this anymore? <laughs> yeah, because I think what was the main what was one of the main questions in the Mandalorian? Will you see Boba? That was the main question. Now that we got Boba, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like the Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. Oh, it's and a great they, show. Yeah, it's a great show. And, I, and they are doing another season. So, you know, I mean, look, I'm cool with two bounty hunters. I'm I'm straight. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Because, I, you know me, I like the smugglers. I like the uh, like that, that Western type feel in space. I like space Westerns. So it, it, it just, the more the merrier. I love Jedi. I love the Sith. You know, love the Grace. I love all all that lore. But I just want more space western stuff. That is other characters out there. So I I do like the fact that Boba's being showcased and Mando's being showcased too. So I don't think the Mandalorian gonna make an appearance in this season because I think this takes place at, right after uh, season two of Mandalorian. My that's my guess. Well, it it it, it seems to me that. There's they're building a bigger cinematic universe with the movies and the shows, which I'm all for. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, taking in an MCU route type of direction with it is good because, like you said, E there there's thousands of characters that that they can explore in this universe, and you know it doesn't all have to be Jedi and Sith and all that. It can be other characters. And I really think that they're going to start to explore that, you know. Yeah. So I mean, hell, even even with, hell, even with MCU, you know, it can't all just be Tony Stark and Doctor. Sh- it has to it has to be other characters, because there's so many good characters. 
You don't right. you don't have to keep using the same ones. So I'm glad that, you know, with Star Wars, they're gonna utilize other characters, you know, and I'm all, maybe maybe you'll see some familiar faces, you know, with in, in Boba Fett. You know, I mean we'll see. We'll see. Um Yeah. And uh Mio thirty eight says, uh, I'm just curious about what's gonna happen with Baby Yoda. Lou did say Kylo Ren killed all his students. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka is still out there. She's still alive, so. Um, I mean, where would maybe, Baby Yoda fit in? If you, yeah, if, I, if, if you think true. about it, where, where where does he fit in? Because obviously, he doesn't make an appearance in the and the you know the latest trilogy with Ray and Finn and all that, you know, which I believe is set thirty years after Boba Fett, Mandalorian, those events. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the new trilogy is set 30, 20, 30 years ahead of Mandalorian and Boba Fett events. So, you know, and of course, we don't see Baby Yoda make an appearance and that maybe Baby Yoda's dead. Maybe he's hiding or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he's I, probably hiding. But he's they probably are hiding. But they are going to make new movies, new Star Wars movies. I think they're doing a new trilogy or whatever the fuck they're doing, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So there will be new Star Wars movies coming out. I just don't know what direction they're gonna take with it. Like everything, everything seems to be up in the air as far as the future of Star Wars is concerned. So, and I heard they're doing a Darth Maul series. Oh, yep. I'm front and center. But again, front and center. But again, Darth Maul. That's that's you know in the timeline. That's still in the past. So. You know, I the focus seems to be past events and not so much future events. Maybe Star Wars is taking their time trying to get everything together because they're not sure, working out the kinks. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it it seems to me that a lot of the shows coming out are focused more on past events and past characters and not so much newer events and characters. So right. I don't know. Makes sense. That, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. And what you think about the Morbius trailer? Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I knew I knew you was gonna say it. I mean I knew, it, I knew you was gonna say it. I had my doubts, but watching watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, this this can work. Now the question seems to be, well, hey, is this MCU related? Does it fit with and I mean we've we've already seen screenshots and pictures, like we we've seen Michael Keaton's I'm assuming he's playing the vulture in this yes. movie. Now yes, that, he is. So but, there's Spider-Man, there's like Spider-Man posters in the background. Yeah. And but that's yeah. but it, I think it's MCU tied up. Yeah, but, I think it's all tied together. But the problem with that poster is e, that's not Tom Holland. That's not that costume, not that mm. suit. So that's I think that's amazing Spider-Man's. Super costume, yeah. If you if you look hard enough, that's not Tom Holland's suit. Unless let's get, let's get a new suit. I don't really know, but that's not the same Spider Man. So, oh, that's interesting, then. Yeah. So, and of course, well, um, I, I, he does make a reference to Venom in in a funny way. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks good. I mean, action packed. You know, it it. It almost seems as though he he's portrayed as an anti-hero and not yeah. some, a villain, which like he's you know, fighting himself, right? But I mean, you know, from my understanding, Morbius was always a, a villain. 
to a point. And I, I think he became more of an anti-hero as time progresses. I mean, you kind of you saw it in Spider-Man the animated series. Now, here's the interesting take I got out of got out of that. Depending on how Morbius is, that's going to give me a definitive idea okay. on how Blade is going to be. What do you mean? Because Morbius is a vampire. In in a sense. So to see what he's able to do in this movie, because my guess is that movie is going to be PG-13, right? I would assume. Probably yes. I don't yeah, think so... So, so depending on how this movie is, that gives you an idea on how Blade is going to be. I it think gives you a definite idea on how Blade is going to be, as far as like the dark tones. It's going to, you know, they're going to show a little bit of blood, or what? How they're going to do it? Well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to set the course because, you know, Morbius isn't an MCU film. Blade is, so I, I think the tone, the tone might be similar, but I, I think the feel is going to be different. Right. You know, I, I think the bigger question is, does Blade somehow connect to this in any way? I, I think, think he, I think he does, mainly because of Vulture being there. Um, because Michael Keaton's Vulture was seen, I think, in the first trailer too. Like, hey man, me and you should talk. You know, stuff like that. So this is the, this is he's in the MCU because you know Tom Holland Spider Man put him in jail, put Vulture in jail, so he's there. And now. Okay, now depending on how uh, this plays out, because at the end of Carnage, you saw that something happened, right? And Venom sees Spider-Man like on TV, so it is an interesting take, and it's worth the watch. Morbius is definitely worth the watch just because of that fact. And Mio Sardia said, I'm excited about everything in Morbius except Tyrese. Why Tyrese can't get no love, man? Hilarious. I, th- I thought that was his voice. I thought that was his voice. No, I mean, I, I think Tyrese <laughs> I mean, he, he, he didn't look bad in the movie. Let's, 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 let's cut this out, fellas. Right. <laughs> he didn't look that bad. He didn't look that bad. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. And, and of course, Tyrese is going to provide that comedic relief bit, you know, so... You know, I think it'll be okay. I, I think it'll be it, okay. Is he a cop? Yeah, he's a cop. In this? He's a cop. Okay, he's a cop in this. Okay, okay. So, I, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. I wonder who the villain's going to be. That's also as inter- just as interesting. Like, who's the villain's going to be? But I, maybe the villain is him. Maybe, maybe he's fighting himself. Like he's fighting his own thirst. I mean that 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 could work. No villain, huh? Okay. Yeah, well. Maybe. I mean, it, it, it depends, man. It, it really does depend on how you gonna play this out because it didn't really showcase a villain. I mean, even, like even Venom had a Venom had a villain in both movies. And yeah, hell, he had villains. Venom himself yeah. is a is a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had villains, but yeah. I, I don't know. That that's uh, Top Gun, great. Now us cops gonna get another bad rep. Thanks, Tyrese. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. 
Relax. Oh, that will be a good one. You see Emil's 38. He says, uh, I love for the villain to be Craven the Hunter. But Craven Mor- got his own movie dropping too. For Morbius? Nah. Yeah. Craven got his own movie. Yeah, but Craven wouldn't fit in Morbius. That wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. But, but Craven Craven's in the Spider-Man world, so he would fit. Now, I mean, wasn't he in Spider-Man the animated series hunting down the man spider with, with Punisher? Yeah, but he wouldn't fit in a Morbius movie. I mean, where would Craven fit though? Because he got his own movie dropping. So I mean, that could be a easy transition in there. You know what I'm saying? Like Unless you unless you tag him in the new Spider-Man movie. Right. Maybe because, maybe post credit scene or uh, Yeah, it, it's a possibility. Cause I mean, okay. I can't I, I know that Craven the Hunter is gonna have his own movie from from what I heard from rumors. Right. right. I don't think he should have his own movie. Honestly, how would that work? Um, how would a Craven movie work? I don't know. That's that's the that's the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Morbius is a stretch in its own right. It being its own movie, but I understand why how you want to introduce Morbius because you know, I well, think I mean, you're trying to make Morbius an anti-hero in in a in a sense. So, well, you could I, always you could always tell a, a a vampire movie. Those aren't hard to make, right? But a Craven the Hunter movie, I don't. How would you? Well, put it like this: there, there's a vampire movie, and then there's Morbius. Morbius is different, in a way. Like he's he's just different. He's not Dracula, you know what I mean? And depending on how they depict him. Because he just transforming like Spider Man did. You know, he did an experimentation. Well, Spider Man didn't do an experimentation. That was accident. But Morbius did, uh, Michael did an experimentation and he got these senses. And, you know, he's kind of internally fighting. But I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a tricky situation. It's very tricky. They got to be very careful. And I think they, they can pull it off. They can pull it off. And uh, Mio says maybe he can pull a Hobbs and Fast Five style where he's not truly a villain, but sort of opposition to the main character. Yeah. Yeah, Craven can be that guy. Yeah, but how how do you justify Craven being in the movie though? Like that's what I'm saying. Like how do you how do you justify that? Like how do you what 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 would what would make sense to bring him into this? Well what Craven (laughs) <laughs> well, now see Top Gun says Craven the Hunter is pure evil Morbius not so much no Craven's not pure evil either um, Craven started off as a villain in a sense but he's a hunter like he's a tracker so if you got somebody that's like animalistic that's preying on people or whatever then you might they might hire an expert tracker to, and they might view Morbius as like an animal type person so I mean you can have Craven hunt, hunt him in that night think about it Craven started off as a villain in Spider-Man the animated series, but he fell in love with a doctor and um I, Calypso. That's what he called her. He called her Calypso. And Calypso called Craven to track Man Spider down to bring him in so she can cure him or whatever. So Craven's not really a bad guy. Misunderstood, yes. Not really a pure evil guy. Green Goblin, however. 
pure evil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the Joker to Spider Man's Batman, if that makes sense. Yeah, Mio Sorry, the true villain stays in the shadows. Highest craving to catch Morbius, just brainstorm it. Yeah. It's it's definitely feasible it, it, for it, it to happen. It can work. It can work. Yeah. It can work. Um yeah, it, it can work. It can work. And I, I not only I keep I keep going back to the animated series and it's totally non-related, but I'm just due to what I know about Craven, this can this can be something. You know, this can grow into something. Just th- taking stabs in the dark. You know what I'm saying? Just taking stabs in the dark. And yo, man, now we on our final segment. We're going to be talking about John Moxley and uh, Kevin Owens in the last segment of our wrestling section of the Orange Phoenix Morning Show. So after the music break, we're going to jump in that because there's a major announcement in regards to John Moxley, otherwise known as Dean Ambrose. And uh, and it comes as a bit of a shock, too. So stay tuned after the music break, and we jump right into some wrestling section. All right? Talking about our final segment of the Orange Phoenix Morning Show, and that's our wrestling portion. Yes, Thanos Rick, are you ready for this announcement? Ready. Are you sitting down I, for this I, announcement? I am, sir. I am. Let's do it. <sighs> so, um, this is from Tony Khan. John Motsley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. John is making a very brave choice to get help, and we are embracing his choice and supporting him however we can. I'm proud to call John a friend, and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to a time in the future when he is eventually ready to return to the ring. Until then, thank you for supporting John and respecting his privacy at this time. 
Now, if you or a loved one need help, please reach out to uh, Sam uh, HSA's uh, National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That is 4357. Um, now, best wishes to John and his family. Moxley was scheduled to perform against Orange Cassidy at AEW Dynamite on tonight uh, to determine who was going to wrestle Daniel uh, Brian Danielson at Full Gear Pay-Per-View for the finals of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Now, AEW has yet to make an announcement regarding this advertised matchup per Wrestling Observer uh, reporting. Okay. So that that's that's the announcement. That that is a little bit of a shot because I didn't know John had a drinking. You know what? Let me rephrase that. I knew something was a little off with John. It like not past the character, but something was different. Like the energy was different. Like I don't know, I could tell in his promo, or that what he was trying to say in the promo that he was cutting because it's not scripted promos with you know with uh a majority of the performers they go they go off the cuff it just he, he he said like he didn't care about the title he just cared about his daughter and then he he brought it back to you know the person he was facing um but i'm glad he's getting help though like for sure what, what's your thoughts on that It's not the first time we've heard of a wrestler with with issues, you know, but behind the outside the ring. Um, yeah. The important thing is, is that, you know, John is 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 seeking help. You know, yeah. a lot of times wrestlers in these situations, they don't seek help. They continue with with the behavior. And, I, you know, I'm not judging anyone. It's just, you know, from what I've seen and read and heard, it seems like wrestlers with these issues, regardless of the reason behind the issues, you know, they, they, they continue to struggle with the issues and mm -hmm. a lot of them don't seek help until it's too late. So I'm glad that John is seeking help now so that he can come back stronger and he, you know, he can get back to it, you know, cause you know, there, there are plenty of reasons why John needs to be healthy. Plenty. Yeah. Of he has plenty of reasons to 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 battle this and fight this so you know yeah. prayers to him and his family his loved ones you know the fans you know it's 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 you know it he, he's doing the right thing he's doing the yeah. right thing and i hope he gets the help that he, he needs and you know we will continue to support him as far as orange phoenix is concerned so yeah no doubt about it yeah prayers out to renee and, and john and baby girl um, I th I mean, I think that probably was one of the driving forces on him saying, "Hey, I'm going to go do this." Now, what I'm about to say, I'm not disparaging WWE or anything of that that nature. Um, one thing a performer, and then you know, I'm not a performer, but I can just by watching wrestling as long as I have, as long as we have, um, uh, is, is some of the wrestling fans that are out there too. That when you go away you know, you, they're afraid of losing their spot. And right. what I mean by that, like you might be in position to do great things or be a champion or some, whatever the case may be. You take time off, that time is gone. You know, you got to come, you got to work your way back up. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard because you bust your ass to get to a certain spot and say there's a nagging injury 
and you're just taking medication to go past the injury. Like Mio 38 says, he he's um he says, I think John might be self-medicating. I remember his biggest issue with WV was having to work through some serious injuries. That could be the case. So I mean, I mean, could or could not be. But I think that's what it is. Um, one thing I noticed with AEW is that they really, really care about their their performers, their wrestlers. Like um the butcher and the blade the tag team um blade he actually went on social media and said hey my name is he gave his real name he said hey my name is this and i have been battling anxiety depression and confidence issues you know and you know i'm just saying hey i will be back i'm doing certain things or whatever the case may be i went through several therapists and thinking i was cool but you know i, I he come to grips with what he was feeling at that point so there you go and, and i noticed that that's easier there at aew seems as though not saying that's what it is it seems as though that it's a lot easier for you to just air this stuff out versus wwe in a sense i i don't and i try to say it the best way possible without disparaging wwe because i think they are advocates too about you know taking care of yourself and stuff like that because you know Vince was very hesitant on Daniel Bryan coming back after his, I think his neck injury. And he didn't want Bryan to, to wrestle a certain type of match. And that that's because he was really, really concerned about his health and well-being and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I wish John the best. I mean, you know, John to beat this, that that's, that's no problem, you know, for him, small thing to a giant. So he'll be back in, you know, in a few months and you know, the fans are welcome back with open arms. And uh, Top Gun asks, uh, we have talked about it, I want, but I want to hear Rob take on Bianca's losing the fifth straight time during the wrestling segment. <laughs> yeah, we definitely going to cover that. But um, now, the interesting thing is tonight, because Orange Cassidy was going to face John Moxley, and I, I'm i taking a stab in the dark, Thanos Rick. Maybe John was going to get that win, and maybe they was working towards a heel turn with John. But I want to know who's Orange Cassidy is going to face, or Orange Cassidy gets a bye, and then he faced Daniel Bryan at um at full gear. But we'll see. We'll see. Now the next bit of news here, we talk about Kevin Owens. Now uh, I previously noted Kevin Owens' WWE contract is reportedly expires in January 2022. Now on the November 1st, uh, 2021 edition of WWE Raw. Owens seemingly made a reference to his contractual status, stating it might be for three months or three more years. That doesn't matter. What matters is every single time I'm on Raw, you can believe I would do everything I can to get a WWE Universe something to remember. Now, the WWE champion Big E also made reference to Owens Mount Rushmore of wrestling faction in Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole when he said that there's only room for one face of Monday Night Raw. This isn't Mount Rushmore. Now, Following Raw, the Young Bucks changed their Twitter bio to a term MRO back in 2016. Adam Cole used the hashtag MRO hashtag in a photo of himself with Owens and the Bucks. What do you think about that? I mean, what is what are people hinting at? Is, is this going somewhere? Um, I think people are speculating that Kevin Owens is going to go to AEW uh, in 2022. And and honestly, I think people are like digging into the promo that Kevin Owens cut with Big E 
saying it might be three months, it might be three years, or whatever the case would be. And I think it was in reference to his contract in, in the Mount Rushmore with Ring of Honor, you know, and Big E making reference to Mount Rushmore. I think honestly, a part of me feels like Kevin Owens might resign with WWE. And I think that Kevin and E is just having fun with the promo. Yeah, but that's just my theory. Vince hasn't really had much for Kevin Owens, really. I mean, so I mean, it, I I haven't seen much of anything. Have you? Uh, yeah, but I I think like he's a babyface, but I feel like he is a better villain than he is a face. If I, if that makes sense, because he's a hell of a villain, man. He's a son of a bitch. I like as a villain. I agree. I agree. So I now uh, also, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, now also in other news here. Uh, now, as previously noted, former WWE writer, you may know him back in the 90s and early 2000s, Freddie Prince Jr. talked about Bray Wyatt's departure from the WWE. Now, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com is reporting that according to sources within the WWE, there is a belief that Vince is no longer liked Bray Wyatt with Wyatt being outspoken about creative possibly being a factor. Now, regarding the Fiend versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania 37, People involved in the match were said to be unhappy with the creative direction and Fightful had been told that there was never a true creative endgame for that story. Now, Fightful Select noted that there were also creative issues regarding the Burn Fiend costume. Just a little bit. You know, what's going on, Tuyan? What's going on? And uh, thank you for liking the show, uh, Madcap. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So, I always heard rumors about Bray Wyatt's creative genius i mean the fiend is a character of his own making um so i always heard it heard this with wwe if vince sees you a certain way um and if he doesn't see you that way you're not going to be that way on tv there's that there are also certain performers that have a little bit more leeway i believe with their promos than others that's true but but for but for the most part those promos are scripted for the most part is is really cut and dry when you really think about it like the formula doesn't really change um the people change but the formula doesn't like when you see Raw comes on TV, you see a 15-minute talking session in the ring that eventually culminates in a match at the end of the night. You can you can do that with your eyes closed. Either A, there's going to be a tag match at the end of the night, or B, there's going to be the two people that were talking to each other at the end of the night. Like it, It's guaranteed something's going to happen. And I feel like... now. Monday Night Raw was actually a really good Raw. It all the matches for the for the most part were actually good, especially Damian Priest and T Bar. That was physical. That was a physical match. There was there was talks of tables exploding, not just breaking, like exploding. So they was really laying it in. Now let's get to something that Top Gun wants to talk about. And he says, we talked about this, but he want to hear your take on Bianca losing her match on Monday Night Raw. It was a Raw Championship match. 
I mean, you know how I feel about that. I mean, it's yeah. She's getting buried. <laughs> but I think Top Gun, either Top Gun or B seats was like, well, nah, you know, they're they're playing the long game, you know. Yeah. I think B, I think B seats was saying that, you know, Bianca's going to be the face, and but I remember telling you in B seats, you know, if that's true, and maybe it is true. I don't understand this this route, this direction they're, they're going to do that. It, it doesn't make sense to me. If they're going to make her the face, why does she keep looking weak and losing? And you know, like I don't, I don't really get it. Like to me, yeah. that doesn't scream to me. Hey, we want you to be the face. Okay, so you know and so, I don't know. That that's just me. That's just me. It, it it doesn't look that way. Look just just looking at it. E. She keeps losing. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh, she has, <laughs> okay. She has, great, she has great promos. Great promos. She's already been champion, and you know she yeah. her ass off. Actually, yeah. Actually, Bianca Bianca might just be the top female wrestler right now. Okay. It's it's so, it, it's between her. It's, and- it's a, it, it's a possibility. It's hard. But okay, so here here's what it is. What I'm about to say, I'll fully acknowledge the fact that the situation that happened at SummerSlam is a fucked up situation. I do acknowledge that fact. I really do acknowledge that. Now, I'm gonna give you the business side of it. SummerSlam is your second biggest pay-per-view WWE has. You have to have a big name at SummerSlam. You cannot have Bianca not on that show again because she got taken off a of pay-per-view before because something happened with, I think it was with Sasha or with Bailey, one of the two, and she had to do her championship match on SmackDown. So you can't do that twice. Sasha was your big name, but for unknown reasons, for unknown reasons, Sasha wasn't able to do the show. Matter of fact, they advertised that her match with Sasha up until that night. And then at that point, they had to make a decision. We Sasha can't make it. So we got to call her audible. Now, there's no one else on the roster that has that name, presence. Charlotte is on a totally different show. You can't use her. You can't use any other NXT woman because they're not going to be as big. They're not going to get the pop. Becky is your most popular person, woman, on that women's roster, arguably. And I'm going to explain that later. So the best person for that job is Becky. Now, people will argue, why couldn't the match be longer? Well, again, Becky hasn't wrestled a match in months. You cannot expose Becky, let alone expose Bianca, because that match can very well be a disaster if it went longer. Fans could shit on that match if there was botches between uh, Bianca and and Becky. Bianca and Becky Becky never been in the ring with each other. I don't if I don't if I recall correctly. So the chemistry ain't really there yet. They they haven't had time to go along with what they're going to do in the ring or whatever the case may be. So a long match or anything of that nature is out of the picture because you're going to risk both of them looking bad and you can't afford that. Earth, man. You, you, have, you have people in the comments disagreeing with you. 
<laughs> I get all that, but what I'm but what I'm saying is, I said I now I don't like this. I put it out there before I said it. I don't like the situation. It's a fucked up situation. But what are you going to do? You can't have Becky show up and lose the match. You can't have her do that, especially if she's coming back as a heel. You can't have that happen. You just can't. Now, what could have happened was if Becky came back as a face, you have a triple threat and have Carmella do some shady shit that make the give heat to Carmella and more likability to Becky, then at that point, it will work. But Becky's not a face in this scenario. Becky is a heel. So you can't do that. That scenario is out of the question. That is, you can't do it. Now I could think of another I could think of another thing where Becky can do a promo that don't necessarily work either because you want Bianca to fight. You caught between a rock and a hard place. You can't do nothing else. This is really the best thing come up with at the very last second. End it quick and notice people didn't like including myself didn't like the result. They shitted on that result. But Becky wasn't getting booze like that. Becky is supposed to be a heel. She's trying to characterize herself a heel. Vince wanted her to be a heel. But even with the match she had with Becky this past Monday night, she even the manner on her winning against Bianca, I also point that out too. Becky didn't beat Bianca clean. Look at what it took for Becky to beat Bianca. Bianca's still a strong character. A loss doesn't always mean a burial. It really don't. I put these examples up all the time. Yeah. And Mills put up Stone Cold Steve Austin. You remember that match he had with Brett? Did Brett win that match? Do we still talk about him winning that match? Or Steve Austin not tapping out? Which do we talk about the most? Which one we talk about the most? That match alone. We talk about the bloody face, uh, Austin passing out, never, pa never tapping out, and him being the toughest SOB in WWE. And that's where that moniker came from. The moment Becky got punched in the face by um, Nia Jax was her Austin moment because the fans saw she was one of the toughest women in the, in the group. And you got this rumor around saying Becky stood up to Charlotte Flair in the back and Becky's being viewed as a hero. And on top of that, she addressed a kid on social media. You can do but so much as a heel in WWE. You got a threshold. You got a ceiling. E, E. You're saying all that, and we hear you. Me, Mios, Top Gun, Max, we hear you. You said a whole lot just then, E, but at the end of the day, Bianca, Am I not right? Bianca still lost fifth five times in a row. Not against Becky? I don't really get, but the answer, the question was about Bianca, not Becky, E. You went on about Becky. We're talking about Bianca. I get beyond. Hold on. I understand your point. E. I understand where you're, where you're coming from and I get it. Right. I acknowledge your point and I understand what I'm saying is the way they're making Bianca look, I don't understand the direction they're going because again, B seats mentioned, well, Hey, maybe they're playing the long game and you know, maybe they still want Bianca to be the face and whatever, whatever. And I say, you know what? B seats, maybe you're right. But my thing was, it doesn't make sense to me how they're doing it. You're bringing up Becky, and I get it. Becky is still a star. Becky is Becky can wrestle, and Becky is still a fan favorite to many. I get all. I get all of that. He's I get all of that. But at the end of the day, 
if people want Bianca to be the face and they want Bianca to do this and do that, I question the the manner in which they're going about it because it doesn't make sense. Now, I agree with that notion because I did I wouldn't put Bianca and Becky against each other after the triple threat match. I would have Bianca not in that match. Have her work her way back up, but don't have her in that match against Becky again because at that point you can make that match stale or or whatever. Now, they wrestle a phenomenal match. Don't 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 get that twisted. But it can get stale cuz you're going to say, "Damn, I just seen them face each other before and before that." So you can't, you know what I'm saying? That was bad booking on their on their part, in my opinion. They shouldn't have put Bianca and Becky on Monday night. They should have had Becky feud with somebody else. But I did hear this. Before Becky left with her pregnancy, she went to Liv Morgan, and she told Liv, I'm going to make you a star. Now, I was a little pissed that Liv got eliminated in the Queen's Crown because I believe that she should have won that. But it is what it is. Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Like Liv Morgan's over with the crowd. Like she really is. Okay. Okay. So now you. So so now you're saying really fuck Bianca. Put Liv in. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you what was said. See, don't don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying there are several people that are over in in the WWE. However, Becky is the most popular. Despite how we feel about Becky, how the results was with Becky, or whatever the case may be, is no denying she is the most popular person. Is she? She's not. She it is. She is. Thank you. Okay. I what was the crowd reaction when Becky jumped in on SummerSlam? What was the reaction? E, I'm not talking about SummerSlam. I'm talking about right now. I, I, I get she, it. Is she popular? She right is now? because e, as a e, as a as a heel, you are still that. getting cheered. I question that. I question whether or not she she is. I mean, you question it because one. I'm a Bianca fan, but I'm I'm very I'm realistic, and I'm, I'm looking at the whole entire picture, not just this scenario. Becky is the most popular. She's more popular than Charlotte, especially with what happened in that locker room with her and Charlotte. And, and it's already been out there and been put out there that Becky is the hero in this scenario because she's the one who stood up for the women on, on their behalf when it came to Charlotte. And that's made it even more popular. Make, it made her even more popular. Well, and especially what she did with social media with whoop, that kid, that made her even more popular. Whoop she can't be a heel. whoop te do Someone... Give her a cake. I don't. Whoop de doo. <laughs> you saying whoop de doo? But, but apparently, with this situation, this situation with Charlotte has been going on for a minute, and nobody said anything. But but when Becky showed up, she was the one who said something. Now back to Bianca. I'm saying Bianca is still over. I mean, she don't need a belt to validate her. She's still over. I mean, no matter what happens to her, she's still over with the crowd. Like. She didn't lose her luster. Some people don't have that ability. Bianca has that ability. She has that talent to, no matter what the result is, she is still a fan favorite. But She's still, one of the few that are like that. But still, We are upset but with the fact that she lost the title in that matter, because I am. The e, they're still burying her. You know that. I know that. She's That's not a burial. A loss don't mean a burial. Most, we got to no, stop no doing e, that. Not a loss. Multiple losses. You keep saying a loss. I'm saying multiple. Top Gun is saying multiple, multiple losses. She <laughs> lost a, okay, Bianca, okay. Bianca keeps, the losses that she had. Bianca keeps getting embarrassed out there. E, you know that. I know that. They they are not making her look strong at all. <laughs> oh, okay, so what? Okay, I'm gonna ask this question. What five matches did she lose in a row? Because she lost the championship. So what was the other four? 
Max. <laughs> what was the other four? No, no, no. It wasn't title matches. She she wasn't in five straight title matches. So what was the five? One was SummerSlam. The one was Crown Jewel Triple Threat, and one was Monday Night. What was the other two? Didn't she lose to Charlotte by by DQ on, 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 by on a Raw? No, I, no, it wasn't a DQ. It, I don't think it was a DQ. It was actually a legitimate match. Might I add, Charlotte wanted to drop the title to Bianca. But Bianca didn't win that Monday, match, though. Which could have fixed the situation, actually, because but Charlotte did, wanted to drop the title. But Bianca didn't win that match, though. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. I mean, and that was a decision it, by upper management at that point. I mean, but I say again, Charlotte wanted to drop that title. E, I don't give a damn how she loses. It's still multiple losses. It's the how. It she's is lost, always the how. She's lost multiple times. A loss is a loss, it, a loss, I, 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 no, no, a loss ain't always a loss, man. You gotta look at the man on the loop. Listen, I, I, okay. So, from interacting with wrestlers and listening to veterans, Hall of Famers, they will always tell you when a loss don't always mean a loss. You gotta look at the man on the on the loss, how people lose, or whatever the case may be. Bianca lost a triple threat match where she went up against two other people, which Bianca looked the strongest in that match. I, okay. I don't think Bianca... Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. I, okay. Let me finish. How did let me Kofi finish. look when, when, when he lost to Brock Lesnar? I don't think How'd Bianca look, was the one who got pinned at Crown Jewel. Correct me if I'm wrong. How did Kofi Bianca... look after his loss to Brock Lesnar? How did he look after that, E? Look like anybody else would look against Brock Lesnar. We... You, you are a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did everybody else look weak against Brock Lesnar? Who, who didn't? <laughs> that wasn't Brock's call? That wasn't... That wasn't Brock's oh, call. E, that was Fox's call. E, that you was know, Fox's call. E you, know, e, you know better than that, E. Stop it. Stop it, E. I know you too damn well. You know better than that. You know better than that. Stop well, it, Rick. E. Rick. Stop. Rick, if you, okay, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you this Stop question. This, e. Were you expecting Kofi to win that match? No, answer the question. Would you? Were you expecting Kofi to win that match? E, a loss is a loss. And like you just said, uh, the, again, would like you, you just expect said, the manner, right? Kofi to win that match? Yes or no? Yes or no? Did you expect you Kofi it. to win that match against Brock Lesnar? You got it. You got it. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question. You got it. You got it. Because me and you, have talk, me and you have talked about this. You said the match should have been longer. And I said, I agree. The match should have been longer and give some kind of offense to Kofi. But we was duped. Because because SmackDown was the this was the first episode on SmackDown, correct? That that was on Fox, like I, on National ne Network Television. I believe so. It might have been right. So they advertised the Undertaker, which he never showed. They advertised uh, I forgot who else they advertised, but the whole big thing was they advertised Kofi and Brock Lesnar, and I can guarantee you right off the rip that was Fox's doing. You got new investors. You got to make their ass happy, and what to do to make them happy? Brock Lesnar. That's who they like. They like Brock Lesnar and Charlotte Flair. That's why Charlotte's on SmackDown. That's all Fox all day. <laughs> all day. WWE got investors, man. They got to please them mofos. You got it. You got it. It's, it's fuck Bianca. Go ahead and bring Liv in. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, man. I mean, Let's see what Liv can do. Just, just fuck Bianca. Fuck it. Fuck it. She ain't no, even in the picture at this point. Bianca, I'm just, might, I'm just... Bianca <laughs> might lose the, the, the next three matches. You know what I'm saying? You're right, E. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Mia's 38 says, what big win she has since WrestleMania? Uh, okay. She beat Sasha the second time, I thought, and she beat Bailey a few times. I think she had Bailey in hell in the cell, I thought. Did she? I think so. She might have. Yeah, she beat Bailey straight up, like multiple times. Basically, she was running the table with the original four horse horsewomen. That that's what she was doing, actually. 
Um, so she had um, uh, with the exception of Carmella, because she made she beat Carmella a few times. She beat Bailey a few times. Um, Sasha was coming in, and I think she beat Sasha a second time. So yeah, she was on the verge of running the table with the four horsewomen. Like she was, she had a she had a pretty good streak. Yeah, going. I think you should respond to Max because he called you soft and all. Man, I ain't soft, man. I'm just calling <laughs> what it is, man. I didn't say fuck Bianca. I no, n- at no point did I say those words ever float across my mouth. So don't say that that I say fuck Bianca. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the pencil. I'll give you the pencil. Bianca got SummerSlam, the second biggest re- pay per view. Period. Sasha is that is one of the major core main events of that show. Sasha has not shown up to a house show two weeks prior, but you still advertising her. But at the very last minute, she's unable to attend for reasons we still don't know to this day. You got the pencil. Who would you have face Bianca that is going to be just as big as Sasha? And how, how would you bring up SummerSlam? But this is where it started. This this is where it started with Bianca. Why keep bringing it up? Why do you keep? But this is where it started, though. This ain't like it's done. It's done. It's done. <laughs> but it started there, though. It started there. Bianca, look, you could have easily brought Sasha back and have her lose that title. Just how you know they brought Brock back just to lose to Roman. You 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 could do something similar. Sasha, when Sasha Be- came back, Becky, when Sasha showed back up. I mean, Becky, Becky. Becky, well, I mean with Becky, Becky didn't have to retain that title. If 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 that's the case, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, ain't the first time you, you you bring somebody back just to have them lose. Won't be the first time. Look at John Cena. John Cena came right back and lost to Roman. It's the same shit. You could have brought Becky back, and clearly Becky was still kind of recovering from a pregnancy. So I don't think Becky was still was even in fighting form. Becky could have came back, sure, get the title, but then Bianca will get her right back. Easy. Easy peasy, and, and send Becky back to fuck home so she can recover and be and be with her family. Okay, so Becky actually spent months after she had the kid, so she was already in working condition. She wasn't that, supposed to show up at SummerSlam. That's not what I heard. I heard Becky. she wasn't supposed to show up at SummerSlam. I heard you Becky. say you, you mentioned Sasha. Sasha well, didn't show I, I, I up. I meant Becky. I meant Becky. Okay. I meant Becky. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I got you. I got you. Got you. But I was told. So, I, I was told. I, I was. I heard Becky wasn't in full form, in full shape. You know, yeah, that's what I heard, I, allegedly. So I'm like, okay, if you if you bring Becky back just to pivot, then and, and if you have to get the title off of Bianca to give to Becky, whatever. But have Bianca get her right back and then send Becky's ass back home and let Be- and let Bianca carry on. You know what I'm well, saying? And, well, and then bring Sasha back in, and then they can do whatever they do together. And then whenever Becky is fully enabled, bring her back, and then you know we can do something creative with that. But the way they went about it, it 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 didn't it didn't add up to me. You know, like there were other ways you, you could have done this. Seriously, oh, there was, there there was several ways. ways there was, you could have done means... this. <laughs> okay, now you said send Becky back. Now, Becky ain't John Cena because John Cena is a part-timer. Becky is a full-timer. And Cena is a 16-time world champion. So he already been there, done that already. Becky's still on her way. So that 
it don't work the same for Becky as it would for Cena. Cena first can all, come back and lose a match all, and, and he'll still be fine. First of all, when, when they were calling Becky two belts, when she had both the titles, Becky yeah. was on. Becky was really, really, really on. It's Bianca that is still on her come up and still coming. Becky already had them chances, E. Be Becky held both titles at the same time. So, E, come on. Don't do that. Don't do no, that. But she I ain't a 16 time John world champ. She ain't Hall of Fame. She's a full time original. I didn't mean to compare her to John Cena, but what I'm saying is Becky has had her chances, her shots. She's held both titles. It is Bianca that is still on the rise. She's still coming. Don't cut off Bianca's momentum just for Becky. That's what I'm saying. That's oh, all that I'm saying. So you, don't so don't do that. There were so better how you going to book it? So how you going to book it is that you're going to have Becky show up. Now, mind you, she's still a heel. She's coming back as a heel. Nobody's expecting this. But you know this. You as the booker knows this. You would have her beat Bianca at SummerSlam, but have um, Bianca turn around and beat Becky to take the title back and then have Becky off of television, right? It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. So Becky already took that month's off. So for her to be off of TV after a loss, it ain't gonna, it, that part won't make sense. But I see where the title change can come in at. But the, her being off of TV for however long, that wouldn't that wouldn't resonate well. That wouldn't resonate well with the crowd. Better yet, better yet, why even have the match to begin with? When Carmella came out there to, I guess, allegedly fill in for Sasha, man, have Be have Bianca whoop the shit out of her. Then have Becky come out and whoop the shit out of both Carmella and Bianca. That way, Bianca don't lose her title, and Becky's out there saying, "Hey, bitches, I'm back. I'm about to take this shit over without having to put in, without having to put the belt on Becky." You you could have went that route, and that way Becky looks out anyway. That way, that, that way, Becky looks strong and Bianca still looks strong with her title. Wait a minute. Didn't know how that play out with somewhat because Carmella got the shit beat out of her. And then but Becky, Becky got came it with and won the title. What, what I'm saying is have Bianca beat Carmella easily, whatever the case may be, make a joke out of it. Then in the match, have Becky come out, whip the shit out of both Bianca and Carmella even more. That way, Becky is back. She looks strong. She's saying, hey, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Boom, boom, boom. Crowd's going wild. That way, Becky looks strong and Bianca still looks strong and she still has her title. And that's how you do that. That's how you create that tension between Bianca and Becky. You didn't have to give the Becky, the, the belt to Becky for what? I got. I can carry that. You bear Bianca can, for add, no reason. You bear Bianca at SummerSlam for no reason. It didn't make any add, sense. <laughs> I can add more sauce to that. How Carmella come out? Because Carmella is the person that that replaced. I think either Bailey or Sasha. I still don't remember that. But it was in in SmackDown. That's that what resulted. So you can't have that again, right? How Carmella come out? And obviously because of the fact that Carmella's out, you you saw the amount of booze Carmella got because it's like we don't want to see her. That kind of thing. Then Becky comes out, the crowd pops, the the roof blows off the place. You know, you have Becky attack, you know, Carmella or whatever. And then, you know, you have that little segment where she kind of raises Bianca's hand and she she cut a little promo here and there, and then she just blasts Bianca in the face. And beat the shit out of her. That's the heel turn right there. Because nobody's gonna see that. Nobody gonna expect that. Bianca still have her title. Becky's a heel. Perfect. That way, 
people shocked that your number one person is a heel, but you're still somewhat satisfied that Becky got. Well, I mean, Bianca still is the you still got the world title, even though you didn't get a match officially. But now you got a storyline here between Becky and Bianca. Now with that next match that happens, you know Bianca drops the title to Becky. Then you know the rest is history at that point. Would you agree? Listen, all I'm saying is they didn't have to go that route to begin with. They they could have easily done something else. But all they're doing right now is burying Bianca. They're burying her. E. We know that. We know that. I mean, even but that scenario even, though is, is even, that a, is that the perfect way to go about it though? Yes, E. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. But I'm just saying, either way, it didn't happen. My scenario didn't happen, and now we are where we're at. This is where we're at now, and Bianca is still being buried. That's the main point of all this. It don't matter these scenarios. We ain't bookers. We're not creative. Uh We're we're just saying what they probably should have done, but they didn't. And now the shit doesn't make any sense. You know. So what if? So what if the? Okay, I'm just taking stabs in the dark. This ain't really happening. But what if I take stabs in the dark here and say, what if the end game through all this is how Bianca faced Charlotte and beat Charlotte at WrestleMania? That's how it's supposed to be. That's what I was hoping would happen. Why? Why? I, I, I mean, I like Becky, but to be honest, I would rather see Bianca and Charlotte. I think that would be a more interesting match to me. Yeah, to me because, I, I get it. Because both Charlotte and Bianca are physically dominant females. You know what I'm saying? They're both athletic. They both can do all kind of crazy shit. It's like I would rather see those two headline a WrestleMania compared to a a, a Becky. I mean, I, I like Becky. Again, I, I like Becky. Nothing against Becky, but I just think it's when it comes to a WrestleMania, the big, big, big time, I mm-hmm. think it would look better with Bianca and Charlotte headlining. Okay, you know? so why did you think that? At what point did you thought Becky, I mean Bianca and Charlotte is the is the way to go for WrestleMania. What what at what point in your time that you say the seed was planted? Like, damn, they, I want to see them too. I mean, since NXT, since NXT, when they were in NXT and wrestled in NXT, I'm like, okay, this can work. <laughs> so that was your time. I'm gonna tell you my time. My time was before that. My time was Royal Rumble. That's where I saw the seed being planted. That was a year prior to that. <laughs> When they were both in the ring with each other and they went at each other. And at that point, you can hear the crowd. That was the seed. That was the seed that's being planted right there. So you saw them face each other like twice already. Like, you know, you've seen them in NXT because she was the NXT champion at the time, if I'm not mistaken. You saw them on this past Monday Night Raw before the title exchange. You get that. You can easily make a storyline about how Bianca can't quite get over the hump when it comes to Charlotte. And then that third time, you see them at WrestleMania, and finally Bianca's get that one-up, that dub, against arguably the quote, technically, in WWE when it comes to females. Finally. So once you see that, you, you forget about all that other shit that just happened from SummerSlam up to now because sometimes the ends justify the means. Like maybe there's a, t- there, maybe there's a point where Bianca gets the bigger name, going up against a bigger name than... Than Becky, because Becky is the most popular, but the bigger name is Charlotte, in a, in a sense. When you think to think about it, so we might be upset at the situation right now. I am too. I'm with y'all. I just got somewhat of an understanding on what what manner they do it. Because how many times we were mad at WWE for doing some shit, but with that same person, 
they end up doing something extraordinary with that person. And you tend to forget about all the other shit that happened in the past. Naya Jax, prime example. I remember Thanos Red, you was thoroughly pissed at how they was doing Naya. But I told you, I said, what if the ends justify the means? What would be better? Her winning the championship now or her winning at WrestleMania? What happened? She won her championship at WrestleMania, which was bigger. It was the biggest, technically. Because you say that's not going to happen because Bianca's on Raw. Anything can happen between a year from now. Mind you, she can win the Royal Rumble. She can challenge anybody on the roster, Raw or SmackDown. Do not forget that. But you, still have, that. but you still have a Becky and Sasha oh, problem. NSC. Of course. You still got a Becky and a Sasha, a Becky and Sasha problem. And, and let's not forget Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is still coming. She, she, she's still in the picture. She's still she's already held that title. And Rhea has her fans too. And they and those fans still want to see Rhea with, with a title somewhat somewhere. So yeah. So, so, so you have a, a Rhea problem, a Becky problem, a Sasha problem. Yeah. And you know, Ross is fat. You said she already won the Royal Rumble Top Gun, but who's to say you can't win it more than a row? Shawn Michaels did it. Austin did it. Like several wrestlers have done this already. Who's to say she can't win it again because she already won it? Nah, you can always who, win multiple wait, who, times. Who? Who you talking about? No, nah, because uh, Top Gun said uh, Bianca already won the Royal Rumble, but I was like, well, that's not to say she can't win it again because other performers have done I don't it think, already. I don't think she will. I don't think she will. We never know. I don't, what I, if they do? Would you I, be shot? I highly doubt. I highly doubt that Bianca will win that Rumble again. I I think they're going to go with someone else. Right. And and as far as like Lil, okay, <laughs> like as far as Lil Morgan, I like. I mean, you may not personally like her, or whoever may not personally like her, or like her, or whatever the case may be. But when I do look at performers, I look at the entire aspect of them, not just whether you like the character or not but how over they are with the crowd. And I'm telling you, she is over with the crowd. And I'm just saying what I heard that was quoted. Well, and she said, I'm going to make you a star. So maybe she would drop it to Liv oh, Jesus. At, at that point, eventually. Because Liv is over with the crowd. Like you said, like you remember how you was talking about Alexa Bliss, but you can't deny her ability in that ring. You can't deny how, how over she is with the crowd. You may personally not like her, but the majority, though, that is what is your money maker. WWE is about making money. And so, it, so how does Liv fit in all this? Liv don't fit in it right now. But I think she will fit in it later. How? In, in what way? Would well, you the, have, story, the story hasn't been drawn out yet. So would you, would you have Liv win the Rumble? It depends on how, how they're going to push her this year. It depends. It really do depend. It, it, I mean, it depends on that and the Elimination Chamber because... You know, you can have the Elimination Chamber match and, and decide a number one contender. But who's to say Becky's going to hold the title that long anyway? You know what I'm saying? You, it, it's just so many variables in the situation. You know, so many variables. SmackDown got more of a significant roster because, you know, how they did Shotzi Blackheart. They turned her heel attacking Sasha after the match, which is different. And that kind of making people, they're putting people on notice. But from, from what I've been hearing, like from other Hall of Famers, it's like with WWE, you got a ceiling when it comes to being a heel. Like you can't go, but, but so much. You can't go over a certain level. As in with AEW, you can cross a line here and there. You know what I'm saying? So we just don't know. 
You know, I, I just don't know. I mean, we can say Bianca is being pushed away because of the losses. But, I mean, look at the caliber of people that she's been in the ring with. She's been in the ring with, with Charlotte, which I might add, she wanted to drop. She, her initial idea was to drop the title to Bianca, which honestly well, made it pretty legit in that sense. Um, but I would have her beat Char I would rather have her beat Charlotte at WrestleMania than on a Monday Night Raw to be to be a whole hundred. Then you have her in a triple threat match, triple threat match at Crown Jewel, which Crown Jewel is really a glorified house show in a way. It's just a good show. And Bianca looked the best in that triple threat match. And I don't think she was pinned. I think somebody else got pinned. And so you can't say Bianca looked weak there. So and the matches she been in, she always looked strong. I mean, a loss, we can always say a loss makes somebody look weak, but that don't, you got to look at the manner of the losses, what took, what it took for the other person to beat her. Like it took a, a metal rod, a metal ring at the corner in the chest for Becky to beat Bianca. She couldn't beat Bianca straight up in the middle of the ring. That, that's the story that's been put out there. It, it took a triple threat match for you to beat me. And it took you catching me off guard for you to beat me. And it took a turnbuckle pad taking off and me taking it to the chest for you to beat me. You can never beat me where there was no type of foul play. Story right itself. You got to look at the manner in which people lose. You know, I mean, that 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 seconds, that SummerSlam thing, yes, that left a bad taste in my mouth. It really did. But I had to really, really think about that thing. I was like, man, let me ask you how can question. I do this? How can I do this differently? Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Ma Mandy Rose? In NST? That's, this, well, yeah, in general. How do you feel about her? I like her now. I mean, I always liked her. You know what I'm saying? She she got the look. I'm like, I mean, she she fine. Fine looking. But mm -hmm. her in-ring capability, though, I feel like with their hair change in NXT, her being the NXT Women's Champion, um, I think she's gotten consistently better. Do you see her involved in this equation with Bianca and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte and whoever? Yeah, yeah no doubt. No doubt, man. Um, but she's in NST, so I don't see her getting drafted to the main roster. She's the current NST women's champion, so she's relatively new. So I don't I don't think she's gonna be on the main roster anytime soon, but well, Shardy was. Yeah, she was. She just got she got put on NST, and mm -hmm. she got a faction now. And you know, I just let her be where she at. Let her enjoy herself. Madcap said, "I just like how respectful it is that the show spends this much time on women's matches." Madcap, yeah, yeah, man, the women are phenomenal, man. I Especially, mean, I mean, oh, you, you have an issue. You you have a serious issue that I don't know how it's going to be worked out that everyone is happy. And I bring up Mandy because Mandy is going to be a factor soon. I think no, Mandy... I, I, I can't I, say soon because she just got the, back to NXT. I, and she I, just got the NXT Women's Championship. Things, so it's, thing, things can change according to Vince. And E, you, yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes, E. Vince can yeah. do what he wants. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we can say what we want, but if Vince want Mandy in that spot, Mandy was go, is going to be in that spot. And Mandy is right now is the NXT champion, you know. And of course, let's not forget Zelina Vega, Queen of the Ring. How does she factor into this equation? You know, mm. because it ain't like she just Queen of the Ring and then we just forget about it. That'll be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So what? She, she wins the Queen of the Ring and she, she can't get no opportunities 
to do anything or to fight any of the big matches. And Zelina is actually a pretty good wrestler. She's actually pretty good. She can wrestle her ass off. So yeah, damn good. How damn does, good. How does Zelina fit in all this? And then there's Asuka. Where the hell is Asuka? I think she's injured. Then, actually. Well, she'll be back soon. Just like Bailey, she'll be back soon. <laughs> uh, I think she's out for the rest of the year, but my man. She'll be back after that. You know that year, she'll uh, be back. <laughs> I think it's past WrestleMania too, to be honest. So you can count that out. Not everybody's going to be champion. That's the thing that you can be over and not be a champion. You don't need a belt to be over. We would like people to have belts, like like is a for example, Xavier Woods. Prime, one of his biggest, if not his biggest goal, was to be king of the ring. Not champion, but king of the ring. I believe Xavier Woods wants to be a champion. Now, now according to his I, interview he had I, backstage, I, because I, the interview backstage I, says I, otherwise. I believe that any He wrestler, says he loved tag team wrestling. I believe is, that any wrestler that gets into that ring wants to be a champion at some point in their, in, in their career. There's no way that, I mean, hell, anybody, like, you, what, you, you, you get into the business just to be mid-card or whatever? No. I do, I do not believe it. Every wrestler that walks into that uh, that building wants to be a champion at some point. Even a if, champion, but doesn't even, necessarily have even to be exactly. the heavyweight championship or the tag hey, team championship. Hey, why not? The continental championship. Why not? Why That's not? What I'm saying. I think so, I think at some point, and I mean, e if we got into the business at some point, we are going to want to be heavyweight champion. Sure, tag team is cool. Intercontinental, USA, you know, TNT, TBS, e all that stuff is cool. But at some right. point, we are going to want to be a world champion. We are going to want to be the face. And that goes all... for hell to Top Gun, B-Seats, Max. If all of us were to get into wrestling, we would want to be a world champion at some point because we grew up wanting to be a world champion just like everyone else. And I don't True think... That. Well, I, and, I can't and, honestly and I say that because you look, at, exactly. you, look at all the you look at all the tag teams out there, Legion of Doom. I don't think at any point, like once they became tag teams, they was like, our biggest goal... Is to be world champion. They have multiple time, multiple time, multiple time tag team champions. Um, Xavier Woods love tag team wrestling. He put it, he said it in an interview. He said, My one of my biggest dreams is to be king of the ring, if not the biggest. If I mean, misquote him, biggest dream is to be king of the ring. He's achieved that goal. If he's world champion, I think he'd be cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. But I think his he's he gonna acknowledge the biggest accomplishment being the king of the ring and tag team. He's a he's already. The longest reigning tag team champions in so, WWE. So you think Xavier Woods is happy just being a tag team King of the Ring character? He is and, ecstatic, and and that's where his career stops. He's a, he will be satisfied. But do you think it? You? I'm asking yes, you. I, I I think that he will be satisfied. Okay. He'll okay. be cool. Okay. We talk about our truth, but our truth happy as a lamb, man. He cool as hell. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's some people that just that just happy. You know what I'm saying? Like. Not everybody's going to be champion. Ted DiBiase, prime example. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But do we discredit Ted DiBiase for not being a world champion? No. Ted yeah. DiBiase is yeah. a Hall of Famer. Yes, yes, we do. We do. I we don't. Do. How, how do you discredit that man for being? For we being... Well, not, not discredit, but we don't speak of the million dollar man in certain conversations like we would everyone else. That's like, hey, we don't speak on Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller. You know why? Because they haven't won an NBA championship. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's unfortunate that Michael Jordan just happened to be there, but we don't talk about those guys, E. It's, 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 the, same, it's the same thing. 
you know, and, and, and I'm sure Patrick Ewan and Reggie and Charles Barkley wanted to be NBA champions, but Michael was just there, and that's just the way it turned out. You know Jimmy, what I'm saying? And, and, that, and, 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 and that's unfortunate. And I mean, Ted DiBiase, like, is I, 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 I don't buy that. I think Pat Patterson. I, I think at some point you get into the business and you want to be the face. You want to be the guy or the girl that the crowd admires while you are a world champion. I really or hate if you're heel. I believe. I mean, it. I, I get it, but not everybody <laughs> is going to be world champion. That is the reality. Like, not everybody is going to be world champion. And I mean, but again, that don't discredit the performer because the performer have more memories than they are. Sometimes the belt defines the person. Sometimes the person defines the belt. And 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 then that that part where we sometimes miss out on because we want certain people to be champion. Because we know what they they are capable of doing. Okay. okay, E. Let me ask you this: Where would Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart be career wise if they weren't world champions? They still be legends to me. Hmm. Because okay. I mean, okay. honestly, my most memorable okay. match with Bret Hart. The, I mean, the best match I have seen with Bret was him and British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship in the UK. Okay. Okay. That, that's my most memorable match with him. I mean, honestly, because they they wrestled a clinic. It wasn't the Iron Man match. I mean, I love the Iron Man match at the time, but now I'm looking back on the Iron Man match. They they wrestled a very, it was a great match, but it wrestled a very slow paced, and you need to write two people in the Iron Man match to for people to stay interested for an hour, and you know they they wrestled a, a good match. Hey, but I hey, think the British Bulldog was hey, honestly a better match. Hey, all I'm saying is, and I'm sure Top Gun would agree. And Max, we look at certain wrestlers in a certain light. When you're world champion, that's just the way it is. People see the, you in a certain light. People, people see <laughs> if you if you're world champion because because that that means you are the leader of the business. I mean, the leader of the locker room in, in that in that sense, and, and that's a no brainer. But again, not everybody is going to be world champion. Now that, that, that that's just the principle. That just that's just the reality of it. We can, we can fight till we blue in the face about who. You know why this person wasn't champion because you know me and Dollar Man is is world champion material, but he did a great job as an intercontinental champion and he had his own belt, the million dollar championship. He's a hall yeah. of famer all day. British yeah. Bulldog never yeah, but, won the world championship. Yeah, but, but I don't like, think, but I don't think of DiBiase. Like I, I never think about him, and that's. Oh, and, well, and, you know. and I, I, I hate to say that, I, and I don't mean any disrespect. You know what I'm saying? And I love the Bulldog. I love British Bulldog, but you know it. <laughs> You know, and I really think Bulldog should have held that title. I really should have held it in WCW when he went up against Vader. That was my thought. I mean, he was he was like one of my favorite wrestlers during WCW uh, Saturday Night Days. And uh, Rick Rude, you know, him and Rick Rude had had a clinic with each other. So it's it's kind of like it, it's one of those things, man. But Bianca's gonna be fine. But back to the main story, Bianca's gonna be fine. We we upset with the situation. I get it. Um, most of the time, and it's, if you really look at the history of things, when people are on a hot streak, they're going to be a point where they they go through a losing streak. Like Ryback, undefeated. Soon as he took his first loss, he started taking L's. Asuka, undefeated. Soon as she talk, took her first loss, she started taking L's. Goldberg, undefeated. When he took a first L, he started taking more L's. Undertaker, same way, undefeated. Nobody could touch him. Until Yokozuna and company jumped his ass, and then he lost a match. He came back, 
he became more um susceptible to injury and and, and losing matches like it just it bianca is not the first and she ain't going to be the last that that's that's the thing we have to grasp we got to understand that bianca's going to be okay she's going to be fine and she's going to be phenomenal and she's going to be the biggest star in the wwe when it's all said and done it just top gun that's hilarious that's hilarious, Top Gun. Oh no, that that's too much right there. She is not on the Brooklyn Brawler level right now. That means every time she's on <laughs> Raw or SmackDown or a house show, she takes a loss. Come on, man, that ain't the same. That I mean, ain't the same. I mean, he, Brooklyn Brawler takes. He took no wins at all, zero wins as long as I remember. Barry Horowitz, same way, lost every single time, hilarious. and it was putting major stars over. They ain't the same. Hilarious. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Hilarious. No, nah, nah. That, that's too much right there. That is too much. He, he, she is not on no Brooklyn Brawler level. If she's on Brooklyn Brawler level, she'd be coming out looking bummy, hair not fixed. Mind you, she, I think she designed her own clothes, I think. Her own ring gear and all that. And the crowd wouldn't be with her. She she wouldn't have no entrance music. She'd just be standing in the rain waiting for somebody to show up. <laughs> they like, she ain't on that level, dog. She, <laughs> she's not on that level by, by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? We should start. We should do a wrestling show on uh, on Jobbers, man. You know, Barry Horowitz and Brooklyn Brawler. The people that just be standing in the rain to get their ass whipped? I'd rather not. (laughs) Enhancement talent. Changes. Yeah, no. I'll pass. Maybe maybe you and Max go go, go for it. Come on, Rick. Come on, Rick. Call Max. I'm sure Max will be happy to do it. Oh, hell, you know, you, hey, listen, Top you know Max got the names. Top Gun do it with you. Hell, Top yeah. Gun, go ahead. <laughs> but, but yeah, check it, man. This is our show for the day, man. I will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, now, because I know we got two more minutes before we get cut off. Go to orangephoenixmedia.com. Click on apparel. We got everything in our online store for 35% off. Go ahead and check that stuff out. And especially in the next few days, our new issue of Orange Phoenix Magazine will drop all right and i can't wait to show y'all the cover and what's inside and december is going to be just as good man we got so much shit to talk about especially for the month of november going in december we got resident evil raccoon city we got the heart of day fall that comes out today on netflix yeah i mean we got so much stuff coming out man it is it is ridiculous it is ridiculous mad mad cow said gilbert yeah remember that right you remember that rick I thought Gilbert was the funniest thing in wrestling. I've seen. <laughs> I, I love Gilbert. I don't know about you guys. I love Gilbert. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I yeah, laughed. Yeah. I laughed every time whenever he could yeah. he, um, go go through the smoke and he'll cough and fire <laughs> <laughs> hit him in the face. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh hilarious. man, that's hilarious, man. But yeah, you guys have an awesome Wednesday, man. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate the follows. Appreciate the likes. Man, we will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Until, <laughs> until next time, Gilbert. Peace.
Peace.